Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Hebrews 8, a better ministry. Now the main point in what has been said is this. We have such a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister in the sanctuary and in the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So it is necessary that this high priest also have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are those who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things, just as Moses was warned by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle. For see, he says, that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on better promises, a new covenant. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he says, Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, and I did not care for them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people." And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and every one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, for the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. When he said a new covenant, 
he has made the first obsolete. But whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. Hebrews 8 is often a scripture that is, um, well, misunderstood and has been one of the scriptures that has been diluted and changed uh, through time, uh, really just to satisfy the, um, the need for the new Christian church to be taught disobedience. So, When we read, as I just did in the NASB, the very end of it, of course, says that since there's new, then the old has been made obsolete. And basically, it um, is alluding to the fact that you don't have to even worry about the Old Testament, just the New Testament. Don't even bother with the Old Testament. And many Christian churches really have fallen into that. But if you get closer to the actual translation... Uh, Here's an example here. Uh, By using the term, this is, of course, uh, Hebrews 8, 13. And this this one is in the common Jewish translation. By using the term new, he has made the first covenant old. Now, both new and old are in quotes. So by using the term new, he has made the first covenant old. And something being made old, something in the process of aging, is on its way to vanishing altogether. So nowhere in there did it say, when he made the new covenant, he made the old obsolete. That is a very weak translation. And unfortunately, many people are being taught that in the churches. When you have something new, obviously, you have to have something else that is considered old. It's just normal. You can't have a second place without having, or you can't have a second without also having a first. Just like you can't, if you're making an outline, you can't have a section without having a follow-up section. That's just the way that it is. If you can't divide it into more than one, then it just sits as one. So the new has made the first covenant old. So the first A better way to really put this would be the revised has made the first covenant as the original. So the original version and the revised version. But it is not a replacement. And that, unfortunately, is what a lot of um, Christians are being taught. It's replacement theology. That the New Testament replace the Old Testament and the New Covenant replace the Old Covenant it didn't replace it otherwise well then God can go ahead and flood the earth again right I mean there's the covenants that we look at are either a covenant that would be uh, something that we would have to be involved with a condition so it's either a conditional covenant or it's an unconditional covenant So the Old Testament or the original covenant would include the Noah's covenant, the Noahic covenant. That's unconditional. It doesn't matter what we do. God's not going to flood the earth ever again. Then you have the Abrahamic covenant. That's still standing true today. 
that God's going to uh, bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. He's going to make them into a mighty nation. And as Christians, we are adopted into Abraham. That's all uh, spoken of also in the New Testament and by Jesus. The one that really comes up is in question. You have the, the Adamic. So you have the covenant with Adam to be fruitful and multiply, but also to have dominion over the earth. And that was a condition that became unconditional. It was a conditional covenant at first. And Adam lost it and gave dominion over to Satan. Jesus died on the cross, getting that authority back and giving it back to, well, keeping it, but giving it back to mankind. So it went from being a conditional to now being an unconditional. And then you get into the mosaic. The mosaic was a conditional, again, it is a conditional covenant. And the new or the revised version, what, what God said is, you, I made this covenant with you and the only flaw. Now, it's not saying that it was, you're, if you're saying that it just has flaws, then you're also saying that God makes something that, that's broken and not perfect. It's God's laws and they're perfect. Or you can go ahead and take most of scriptures out. Um, God's laws are perfect. And God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Saying that the Bible has errors is saying that God made mistakes. God did not make mistakes. Saying that the Bible is contradictory is also a mistake in ourselves. There is absolutely no contradiction in the Bible. The only contradiction would be in our understanding. So it's in us, not in it. So if you're reaching a point where something doesn't seem right or doesn't sound right, then you should dig in further and you should find it to be consistent throughout. And the translation, the very poor translation that they've turned this scripture into does not match anywhere else. It would be a standalone translation or of just that specific phrasing. That's it. So God's, God's law was very conditional. Mosaic law or the Mosaic covenant, very conditional. But even Moses couldn't keep it. And so... They or the people, the generations of Moses couldn't keep it. And so God had them wander through 40 years wandering through the wilderness until all of those generations died. So then the next generation would have the opportunity to go into the promised land. Well, the new or the revised portion of this covenant would be that Jesus came and he said, look, no longer do you need to make these sacrifices. No, you still need to. He, and Jesus said it over and over again. You are still called to obedience. However, diligently pursuing obedience is way different than perfection. He's, Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life as the example for us as to how to do it, but also as the propitiation for our failures to be able to do it. Not that we can live our life however we want, do what we please. We are still supposed to follow the law. But when we mess up, grace is given to us through humility. But grace is given to us because of what Jesus did for us. So, again, the new covenant does not replace, it revises. The old covenant's still there. Otherwise, you're telling me now we can go ahead and murder, we can steal, 
We can covet our neighbor's wives and, and belongings. We can use the Lord's name in vain. See, those, it, it just doesn't, it's not consistent when we think that way. So, Father, thank you that um, there's, there's even a portion of your word that's a, it's a challenge. It's not just something that would be so easy that anyone would do it. It's a challenge. Thank you that you give us the opportunity to choose. You didn't force us into anything, but you give us the chance to choose to be diligently uh, pursuing you or not. Father, I just pray that everyone who hears this and everyone who's who's got a desire for this would diligently pursue you in everything that they do. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.